Welcome to day two, Morning Glory. Today we're going to talk about shifting gears, and I would like to teach today from Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Please turn there with me today. Let's drop down to verse 17, and let's begin today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for its life-giving power. Let your Holy Spirit anoint it, that the eyes of our understanding be able to see it and grasp it. Thank you, Father. We would even ask you today, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be given unto us. We thank you, Father, that your word is an open book, and that we have understanding of it. Thank you for this work of your spirit. In Jesus' name, we all agree and say, Amen. Verse 17, it says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. I love the subject of righteousness because righteousness is something that we don't have to earn, we don't have to qualify for, uh, you don't have to get on your, on your knuckles and crawl to Jerusalem, you know, and, uh, you, know, you know, cross four or 5,000 miles, you know, to do some kind of work that would make you righteous before God. No, Jesus took care of all of that at, at the cross, at Calvary. And because we have received Christ, we are now in Christ. So because the Father accepts Jesus, the Father also accepts us because we are in His Son, and we have right standing with God. That's what righteousness is. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. When you look back over your life, I think there's certain things that you can remember. Perhaps they were very enjoyable, very good, but as good as they were at that time in your life, you wouldn't want to stay there forever. You know, I can still remember my first grade teacher. I remember her name. I remember a little bit about the class. Uh, her name actually was Mrs. Esther. I'm sure by now she's probably graduated and she's gone on to heaven. So she was a very nice lady, a Christian lady, and uh, uh, excellent, excellent teacher. And she must have been pretty good because here I am today in my 50s and I can still remember her just like it was yesterday. But as much as I enjoyed uh, Mrs. Esther's teaching and, uh, you know, learning whatever it was I learned in, in first grade, it, it came a time when it was time to move on. <laughs> and I was glad to move on. Uh, second grade was a little bit of a blur. Uh, then I bumped into third grade. I remember Mrs. Stark. She was a very nice lady, one of my teachers, I think, for English in the third grade. I, I particularly remember her because uh, coming home from school, we got a new bus driver, and this new bus driver uh, became, you know, the, the new driver. So he drove home from school. He drove us all, all the kids on the big yellow bus, picked us up in the morning, and, and just, you know, he was driving us. But he was, uh, I, guess, I guess nobody in the school district knew this, but he was a crazy driver. He was like one of these hot ride drivers, and uh, he would literally on gravel roads make the, uh, make the bus uh, like a fishtail where he would spin it out and it would slide sideways and he would take, he'd go around corners and slide the entire bus just like you see like drift videos with, you know, people drifting their cars and burning the tires out. He was doing that with the school bus. <laughs> and well, me and all the other kids, we, we thought it was like hilarious. We thought it was fun. Um, it, it, maybe I could tell a little bit more. He, he also would, uh, while driving down, now this was not like on the back gravel roads of the country roads of Mississippi, but going down the, the state 
paved roads, you know, with like a 55 mile an hour speed limit, he would open up the front door. You know, you could pull the door, kids get in off the bus. He would open up the front door and leave it open and would let, he would let us sit there in the stairwell, hang our feet out of the stairwell while, while he's driving down the road at 55 miles an hour. Well, we, you know, uh, we thought that was wild. We always kind of, you know, would, you know, people would want to sit in that spot or sit on the steps. And looking back, we, we, uh, we thought, me and my brothers talked about some of those things later in life. We thought, wow, we certainly grew up in some very weird settings. But it's um, not so, so much the settings as the people who made it weird, uh, bless their hearts. But I remember telling Mrs. Stark about uh, one of those joy, ride, uh, joy rides that we had to school one morning. And she, her eyes got like that, that big. And uh, uh, she left for a few minutes. And uh, I could tell she was going towards the... Uh, the principal's office, and um, well, we had a new bus driver that day take us home from school. <laughs> I'm sure they sacked him. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. But uh, you know what? I enjoyed third grade. It's time to move on. Um, faith must have progress. You know, eventually for me, just like you, there came junior high, and then the, the epic event of all epic events, you eventually get on over into high school. And so, you know, th that's now, now you're in the big pond, as they say. Well, you may continue. You may wrap that up after 12th grade. You may go on to college. Who knows? Maybe after college, some of you, you still feel called to educational field or something that requires higher learning. You get a master's. You get a doctorate. But even still, eventually, unless you're going be, to become a professor or a teacher, uh, it's time to move out of the school of just learning and training into really stepping into what you have been prepared for. So here we see that our faith is progressive. We go from faith to faith. Not the same faith, but yet to a higher level of faith. And we thank God for all of the good moments, all of the good experiences we've had, but yet God's not done. Praise the Lord. And we need to allow our faith to grow, to develop, and then move when there's that anointing of the Spirit into the next level. And there can be moments when you have uh, commissionings, and maybe you, maybe you prepared for it for several years, and suddenly that moment that you've wondered about, that you thought about, that you maybe dreamed about, suddenly it happens, and now you're actually in it. And as glorious as that is, there still are more experiences that God has waiting for you. So the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just, the just, or what we would call the, the theology of justification. What does that mean? Well, it also means that because you are uh, in Christ, it's just as if you had never sinned. That's what justification is. You are just. You are righteous in Christ. And although we have all sinned, when you confess your sins, repent and turn from them, Jesus washes them away with His blood. That, in essence, because we are in Him, is what justification is. Now, when we walk with the Lord, and you live for the Lord, you serve the Lord, then His blood is continually covering you and cleansing you as you go. Praise God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for that. The just shall live by faith. In other words, this is our mode of operation. This is the way that God has established for us to go forth. I believe that 
you know, when we progress in life, it's a spiritual journey as well as a natural journey. From the natural perspective of maybe, uh, you know, increasing in your career field, increasing in your income, increasing in your giving, uh, increasing in relationships and valuable friendships. There's also the spiritual dynamic, though, you're increasing in your walk with God. You go from faith to faith. And you learn things. You learn things about the Lord. You learn things about about His kingdom. Uh, you learn more and more about His Word. And the more of the Word that you have in your heart, the more of the light that you have to walk in the will of God. And so it really does get sweeter every day. Your walk with God, your experience with the Lord gets sweeter every single day. I think it's important at times on this journey to just sometimes slow down and enjoy enjoy the journey thank God for where we have been thank God for where we're at right now but also keep stretching forward more into the heart of God and just saying Lord I want more encounters with you I want to know your word I want I want greater experiences with you greater manifestations of your spirit so there's always the need for us to continue to exercise our faith and you know what there's also other things that we need more of we also need more money because with more money you can you can meet the needs that you have but you can also do more to bless other people and that's something that we can always use you can also use more energy Praise the Lord where you're just, you're just strong, you're healthy, full of joy, and you're able to go and do what God has called you to do. You know, I've changed my prayer over my food. I, you know, I guess for years I would just pray over my food, and I would bless it, ask the Lord to bless it to my health and so forth. But I've, I've changed that. Why, Pastor Stephen? Well, just going from faith to faith, understanding uh, the Lord's will. And now my prayer is that, Lord bless the food so that I can live a long life with a healthy body to serve you for many many years in other words don't just bless the food Lord so I you know don't get sick or maybe somebody sneezed on the food who was preparing it and Lord keep me healthy well sure God understands that but Lord bless the food so I can eat it and live a long life serving you and knowing you and having relationship with you praise God so we go from faith to faith I believe in uh, small areas of our life but also also in big areas of our life things that are how can we say move our heart touch our heart that are very very important to us those things we move forward in as well because we're also accomplishing things we're not just standing still we are accomplishing great things and then after you've done something and you feel real comfortable with it well it's time to put some more weight on the bar praise the Lord and really muscles are developed through overloading them you have to put tension on them and if you continue to train them they will get stronger but you're going to have to put more weight praise the Lord I, I know that lightweight will get you tone will get you really trim but if you want muscular strength you have to do you have to do something that's heavy uh, let me give you an example push-ups are good and push-ups if you do a bunch of push-ups uh, you can get pretty pretty toned, pretty lean. But push-ups are not going to build muscle mass. They will take the muscle that you already have, and they'll get you pretty trim if you do a whole bunch of push-ups. But, you know, you can see pictures of people that have world records for the most push-ups, and they're pretty lean, pretty skinny. There's, there's not what we would call muscular mass. Why? You have to have 
weight, much heavier weight in order to stimulate that type of growth. So it's the same way with your faith. You can get really comfortable with your faith, and that's commendable, that you've reached a place where something that you're doing that maybe at one point, uh, you know, years back you thought, wow, if I could just reach that level. Well, maybe now you're at that level, and you're even comfortable at that level. Well, it's time to shift gears. Praise the Lord. Now, this is the way that we live. The just shall live by faith. This is an increasing faith. Really, it's a faith that's actually ever increasing, and we want to be doing just that. Now, Deuteronomy, let's go back to the Old Testament for a moment. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 2, And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Turn northward. Scripture gives indications that God dwells in the north. And that doesn't mean that, you know, He's at the North Pole. That, that just means in the direction. I remember years back when the Hubble telescope, they were just really beginning to turn that thing loose and realize the power of it. They decided to aim it in an area that astronomers pretty much thought was just empty space. They knew you know, there's great depth to the universe, but even, even with that kind of depth, they thought, oh, it's, it's primarily probably just empty space. And they took one of those, they pointed it in that area towards the north, long, uh, prolonged exposure so that telescope can grab just as much light as possible. And when the images came in, particularly one image, uh, it was a jaw-dropping image, because the image showed countless, literally countless galaxies. And of course, every, every galaxy has millions, uh, millions of things in it. And so, you know, from planets to, you know, all kinds of stuff, uh, stars. And so, they, they were just speechless. And I was too when I saw the picture. Still, to this day, I think probably the most amazing picture the Hubble telescope has ever taken. So, my friends, we're turning northward, our hearts towards the Lord, and it's time to move on from that mountain experience. Mountains in the Lord are actually very significant. Every mountain experience also carries a prophetic meaning. Remember, from the New Testament, we look back to the Old Testament, and we can see shadows or types. But here, today, in the New Covenant, we have the substance. It's all in Christ. But those mountains while they were real mountains, and of course are still there in the Holy Land today, we see prophetic symbolism. And at this mountain, after having gone around it and gotten familiar with it, the Lord says, okay, it's been good, a good experience, but it's time to move on. And maybe you have had some mountain experiences. Maybe you have uh, even become in a good way comfortable and familiar with that experience. But I tell you what, familiarity is good, but there's also something on the inside of you that says, I think I'm, I'm still supposed to keep on going. How do you know that? Because where you're at is still not quite right. It's just not quite right. And when you have situations like that, it means you're here for a season. But this is, your, this is not like this is your final Canaan, Canaan land. You're still going to be on the move. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so God's got a moving again. Good mountain experience, but we're going to go from faith to faith. The last experience, the last meeting, the last uh, encounter, it was, it was wonderful. But we need to keep moving on. And I think that's what God is doing. Right now there's a time to shift into something, it, not, maybe not 
so much even something different, although it will be different, but it's going to primarily be something greater. These, these shifts are very, very interesting. Um, for the last week, I, I just had a prophetic word brewing in my spirit for a certain brother. And, uh, but I didn't call him. I didn't want to release the word. I just wanted to let it percolate in my spirit and kind of um, let that word form. Let that prophecy that the Lord wants me to give to that individual, let it, let it just kind of like get real solid. Well, I was driving down the Interstate 77 today, and the Lord Jesus just, conform, he just confirmed that prophecy so strong that I, I told my wife, I said, as soon as we pull over, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to get on the phone and call that brother. I didn't even have his phone number. My wife had to um, find his wife on Facebook and communicate with her, get his phone number, and uh, so that I could call him. Why? It's, it's time for him to shift gears. And, you know, this call to him, uh, from his perspective, is just coming out of the wild blue. You know, to get, to get a phone call from, from somebody maybe you haven't talked to. I think I've only talked to, I've talked to this person uh, twice in the last, maybe the last three or four years. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? And so for me to just to call him up, uh, it, it was a kind of cool experience because I knew I'd, I'd heard from the Lord. And so his wife uh, called him, he was at work, and said, hey, uh, Stephen Brooks is about to call you. So he's at work, he has his own business. And, um, uh, but he had heard I was about to call him. So although he was running short of workers that day, and uh, he was trying to hold down multiple positions. When he heard that I was about to call, he told somebody else, he said, you, you run this and you take care of it. I'm going over here and I'm, I'm, I'm going to close myself into the office and close the door. And, and he had a notepad and pen. He was ready to write out the word. And I called him. It was really, it was like a really prophetic word for commissioning. It was a time of, of, of shifting and changing for him. Praise God. And, and you know, other things that, that were mixed in with that word. But it's also, hey, you're not going to be going around this mountain uh, much longer. These are your, your orders for change and uh, doors are opening. And he said, he said, uh, you know, he said, Stephen, what you're telling me is the very thing that at a meeting last night, I went down to the altar and prayed, and uh, I had asked the Lord to do the very things that you're calling me on the phone, and you're telling me that God's going to do. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Glory to God. Even word for word told him uh, something that he had said to the Lord, said it back to him. You know, those are things that the Holy Spirit does. But See, you can be real comfortable where you're at right now, but the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Spirit is blowing and moving in your life, and it's the Lord telling you the same thing. You have skirted this mountain long enough, turn northward. It's time to do some, it's time to do some neat things. You know, I was um, uh, thinking about our next project that we could tackle around here, and because of our uh, very gracious, loving uh, online church members and, and ministry partners, you know, every time we put a project up, it, it's going to get knocked out. It, it always has, from um, everything to roofing projects to uh, entire, you know, kitchen remodel to uh, just, just all kinds of stuff. We've done this, we've done that, the, uh, the HVAC challenge, uh, we're right at the tail end of that. And so we're just finishing that up, and uh, the money's the money's in the ministry bank account for that to be accomplished. And I'm about ready to give the uh, the HVAC guy a call and say, "Come out and install it." The only reason I haven't done it is because we've been so busy 
uh, with, with certain things that I, I've got to make sure that I'm here to kind of uh, see that that goes in properly. Praise the Lord. It's also exciting uh, sometimes to see certain things put in. To see the ministry property beautified makes me very, very happy. And of course, I know it does you too as well. But I was... Um, I was thinking about, well, Lord, you know, all the money has come in for the HVAC project. We, we got that one knocked out, and, and the one before that, we knocked that out, and the one before that, we knocked that out. And I, I thought, well, Lord, what are we going to do next? And in my natural mind, just thinking about, just thinking about, uh, how can I say, from a natural perspective, just something that we could do next that would be good, I thought, well, Lord, we'll do this. And it was kind of like another small project. I mean, th these are not like uh, moonshot projects. We're not, we're not sending a rocket to the moon, so this is not like over the top. But I thought, let's just do another good project, and let, let's just get that one popped up on the website. I'll tell the people about it, Lord, we'll begin to uh, use our faith to get that accomplished as well. And the Lord said, He said, no. He said, this time, he said, give the people something that will inspire them. And he said, it's, it's time to go to a new level. I, and you know what? When the Lord talks, um, you have to obey the Lord. And I said, well, Lord, um, I said, what, what will the next project be? And he said, and he showed me exactly what it was. And that will be on the website in just a few days, in case you're curious, and you probably are. So my, uh, my web guy, he's getting all that ready. And that will be under the... Uh, a special tab called called projects. Praise God. So we've accomplished many good projects. Let's do another one. Let's do something really cool, really fun. That will be on the website in just a few days. So you have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Praise God. Faith, faith can be strengthened by talking with others who have also used their faith and have done exploits with their faith. And that will build them up and it will also build you up. And really that's what that scripture in the book of Proverbs is talking about. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So on a sword you have a blunt side, you have a sharp side. Well that blunt side can sharpen that sword's sharp side. And his blunt side can sharpen your sharp, your sharp side and you could just sharpen your swords uh, when you guys get together and hang out and get these, get both of your swords really sharp. But that's what faith does. When you talk about the glory of God, the power of God, the goodness of God, what God did for you, what God did maybe for somebody else, I'll tell you what, your faith starts getting built up. I remember one time I was talking with another minister who has a, a, a global television ministry known all over the world. And uh, I've been I've been with him in other uh, other places. You know, could be in a different country. He just walks, and people just all over the world know who he is. And uh, very godly man, a very good man. And so uh, I was I was visiting him him one day, talking, and I told him about a miracle that God had done for me. And I, I was so tickled by it. I was so happy. It it, uh, it had thrilled my spirit when God had did it, because He told me He was going to do it, and then He did it, and it was, it was the most awesome thing. And for this minister, who's, who's a lot older than I am, when he heard me say that, he said, Stephen, that's never happened to me before, but I could tell that, that because he had heard my testimony, it so moved him and made him happy that when I saw him, only about two months later, 
it had happened for him too. That was the first thing he said. <laughs> he said, Stephen, he said, the Lord did it for me too. And uh, how, how does something like that happen? I believe by us being sharp in faith. Your sword, the sword of the Spirit, your sword needs to be sharp. Um, and that way your testimony, your word, your experience is sharp, and people hear it. And it does inspire faith in people. And people think, well, well, well hold on a minute. God's, we're both serving the same God. If God did that for you, well, He could do it for me. And I, yes, yes, He can. And when I hear others share their testimonies, certain things that, testimonies that I find captivating, I'm like, well, yeah, if God did that for them, it's the same God. He's the same God. I could go talk to him later tonight. I could talk to him in the morning about that. And I could say, Lord, you know, that, I really like that. Can we talk about that? I'd like for you to do that in my life as well. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I think, I think it's good to have a vision list. Um, there's been a lot of talk on travel magazines, or I don't really read travel magazines, but how can I say travel blogs? Uh, because I like to check flights and stuff like that and get information because of international travel. Sometimes you see travel blogs and they give advice and wisdom on certain things. But I guess the, the hot topic over the last few years has been what people would call a bucket list of things that they want to do, a bucket uh, of maybe a hundred things that they want to do while they're on the earth, while they're alive. And they just go through the list and check them off as they go through life. And I, I think that's okay. That's kind of cool. Um, I'm not so much geared towards the natural as I am geared towards serving the Lord. If I, if I'm doing kingdom business and I run across something that that I, I I'm interested in, then maybe I'll like I'll throw it in there. But if it's not if it's not kingdom, I'm not I'm not too hip on it. Praise the Lord. But nevertheless, a vision list, a vision list. What is a what is a vision list? Why is it different from a bucket list? Well, a bucket list is just kind of like fun things you like to do because it's just fun. It's just cool. But a vision list is something that you, you want to tap into the heart of God. And I was, you know, talking about iron sharpening iron, I was listening to a, a minister and he was sharing, a very good minister, he was sharing about how he had sat down with his wife at the coffee table. They, they had a, a notepad and they had a pen and they wrote out for the upcoming year, their, their commitment to the Lord, how they wanted to serve the Lord, how they wanted to honor the Lord, things that year they wanted to accomplish for the Lord, and things they wanted to do in their ministry to uh, just be, you know, a person who's going about doing the Lord's business. Well, they put, they put all those things down on a piece of paper. And then next to that, number two, they wrote down they wrote down areas of their heart where they wanted to be a blessing to others, where they wanted to maybe uh, do something special, to sow into a special project that another minister had, or to do something along that line. So, first of all, they had their commitment to God. They wrote that out. Second of all, they had their commitment to, to others, of how they would like to be a blessing to others. And this, this minister who's a pastor, he said after he and his wife had completed that list, part A and part B, he said he, um, he, closed his, he closed his notepad and was starting to get up, and the Lord said, don't get up yet. He said, you have honored me by putting my interest first, and you have a heart 
to love others and have a concern for others. And because of that, now he said, I want you to open your pad back up and I want you to make a third category. And I want you to write out everything that you and your wife would like to see happen in your life if money were no object at all. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a vision list. And you know, he said they did that and they, they wrote it all out and they, they'd have to kind of stop just for a moment because they would catch themselves kind of limiting it, limiting, limiting what they would put on paper because of expense. And they would have to remind themselves, no, the Lord said, if money were no object, what would you, what would you want? And so, you know what? He said some years have gone by, but he said, you know, he would do that annually, but every single thing that he could ask or, or even think has been completely fulfilled. And so now, you know, he and his wife, when they sit down, they'll go through the same thing again, you know, put God first, then second, be a blessing to others. And then third, you know, the Lord allows them to do that. But I think we need to have a, a vision like this. I think that is time to shift gears and to start going into those areas that are greater glory areas. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's what we're doing. We're moving into the greater glory. And it could be a step. It could be a step up. But it's not something where your faith is not comfortable. Your faith is still comfortable and can grab it. But you are putting more weight on the bar. And you are growing. And the Lord is helping you. And we, we go from faith to faith. And this is actually how we live. The just shall live by faith. I believe your walk with the Lord is going higher. Praise God. More supernatural experiences. More time in prayer. More time, more time honoring the Lord and serving the Lord. Praise God. And it's good to do that. It's good just to detach from work and get plugged into the things of the Lord. There is a place for work. We know Scripture says, if a man will not work, neither let him eat. So we're, we're happy to work. We're happy to do our part. There's also a part where you can't let life overwhelm you. You have to stay plugged into the Lord so that your heart is happy in the Lord, so that your heart loves the Lord, and that you're always very, very close to Him. Praise the Lord. I also see your faith going higher for finances, that even as we're well into this year now, this is going to be a, an amazing year of great, great harvest, and you're going to see more money come into your life this year than you've seen in any other year. Praise the Lord. Now remember, these things we move forward by faith, from faith to faith. So faith is believing. Faith is believe, hearing the Word and believing that Word, believing the Word of God, believing the prophecy, believe, believing the prophetic Word, and just walking it out. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So it's time to shift gears. Stop and think about your next faith project. And it shouldn't maybe be something that's just, you know, just a little step up. Give it, uh, give it some more weight. Uh, give it something that will um, take you into that next place. Really, it should excite you. Go, you should be excited about going to a new mountain. That mountain had been good, but the Lord said, it's great, but let's, let's, let's get going. Time, time to move on. So I think it's time for you to go to the next place in faith that God has for you. And I want to pray for you to be able to identify that by the Holy Spirit, and then write it down. See, Scripture says, make the vision plain. That doesn't have to be complicated. Just make it plain, so that if need be, you could rehearse it and tell it to somebody in, in just really, you know, 10, 15 seconds. 
you could just say hey this is what the vision is this is what I'm believing God for and I believe by faith I receive I believe it's done and I'm using my faith to uh, pull this in from the invisible realm into the natural realm praise God hallelujah Heavenly Father I pray for your people that are watching today that they have their vision list they put you first they have a heart for others a heart for evangelism and then also Father God I thank you that you've given them heart desires as well well thank you Father it's time to bump everything to a new level so we just give you praise Father we give you praise Lord help them right now to identify the new mountain the new project the new experience thank you thank you Father thank you Father this is a lot more exciting than just a bucket list <laughs> Lord this is kingdom stuff and so so we give you praise Father God we give you praise we thank you in the name of Jesus amen the Holy Spirit's helping you to identify the next mountain that you're supposed to believe God for right now praise God let me just say this as a little side note when it comes to bucket list things um, when you serve the Lord you'll get the whole thing if you just serve the Lord give your whole heart to the God you'll get you'll get the whole thing well Pastor Stephen there's something I, I wanted I haven't gotten well if you haven't gotten something there could be something maybe on your list bucket list God doesn't want you to have okay but if you'll serve the Lord you'll get everything else you'll, you'll get everything that He wants you to have and your life will be loaded with joy and blessing of every kind hallelujah let's take communion today praise the Lord Holy Spirit just told me somebody's going to lose weight that needs to lose some weight and you, you, you want to drop some weight because it would be good for your health you would feel better and the Lord's going to help, help you do that I was talking with one of our online church members a little while back and uh, he used to play for the Dallas Cowboys as uh, a big man and Brother Joe, I know you're probably watching right now, but uh, he, talked, he talked with me about the time he had to help his mother, and at that point he was on limited income. So he bought his mother all the organic healthy food from Whole Foods, and to, did, did such good care of taking care of his mother that he didn't have uh, much extra money except to eat at the, uh, the, like the 99 cent store, the Dollar General store. <laughs> so <laughs> he told me his weight went up to, a, I think, 396 pounds or something like that. And he said, you know, it's just, he said it was just very laborious, hard to move, difficult to move. And already, uh, you know, when your natural body weight's 300, then, you know, you want to get back to that. So he's, he's gotten back to that, and uh, the Lord's blessed him. He's in, he's in good health. But I, I just am getting that in the Holy Spirit. Some of you, you want to lose weight. And if you will just listen to the Lord, He's going to help you to do that. You don't need diet fads. You really don't need uh, all the stuff the world offers you. Just walk close to the Lord. He's going to help you. Uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit of self-control is very, is very important in this area. I've had people, you know, ask me, Pastor Stephen, how do you stay, how do you stay thin? Well, you know, I'm not trying to be a smart aleck or anything like that, but I really just don't eat that much. If, I, if I'm not hungry, I really don't eat. And, uh, well, Pastor Stephen, that's because you're a man of prayer and fasting. Well, fasting will certainly, uh, 
well, you know, can help you temporarily, but you can't fast forever. Eventually, after a fast is over, you'll start eating again. So, if you don't have certain issues straightened out, you'll just go right back to where you were before. If, if it was overweight, you'll go right back there. But the Holy Spirit will help you. Praise the Lord. There's an anointing. Uh, that could be that new mountain for some of you that you want to go to. It's the mountain of health. You want to go to the mountain of health. And the Holy Spirit's the best teacher. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. You know, there was a time in my life I used to love those energy drinks, and I, I would um, drink the big monster energy drinks, the Red Bulls and stuff like that, and the Holy Spirit just dealt with me, and also my wife was too. You know, Stephen, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drink those. And I, I realized that's true. And a, a prophetess also one time said, Stephen, um, are you drinking energy drinks? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, you shouldn't be drinking those. <laughs> well, along with the Holy Spirit and my wife and somebody else, um, the Word finally got through. So, you know, we, we make adjustments because, as, as you know, with health, you can still be thin, but have other kinds of problems. You can have heart. I've seen people that are thin have all kinds of heart problems because they're still eating junk. Now they're getting everything on the inside clogged up. And stuff doesn't work right on the inside, even if even if they look okay on the outside. But you just want to serve the Lord. Serve the Lord; He'll He'll bless your bread and water, and He'll keep sickness and disease away from you. Praise God! Really, it really is that simple. Just serve the Lord, live for the Lord, and you know what? You're, you're not going to see the inside of a hospital. Well, Pastor Stephen, that's a pretty bold statement. It is, uh, but the word's pretty bold. The Word's pretty bold. If you will walk with the Lord and serve Him, He'll take sickness and disease away from you. He'll take it away from you. I, I know even in the church, uh, the mentality is that, you know, you know, medicine has the solution. But doctors, as, as much of a blessing they, as they are, there's a reason they're called practitioners or practicing doctors, because in many ways they're still practicing. They they can do things to help, but there's just so much they don't know. And it's not fun to have somebody practice on your body, but in many ways that's what they have to do. They, they don't know what's going to happen when they give you that prescription. Could, it could work, or you could have a really bad reaction. Our, one minister said that he was given a prescription and found himself ministering overseas, and suddenly the, the medicine he was taking, it's, it's causing some really bad side effects, and it's making him want to jump out of a 10-story building off the 10th floor. And he's thinking, why am I thinking this? Well, it was a direct result from a medication that he was given by a good doctor, but the medi medication had a very, very bad effect on him. And he had to get off that immediately as soon as he got back. Praise God. But God's helping those who need to lose some weight. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I believe there's grace for everything. Where these things that where the Lord helps us is not like some kind of an agony or grind or burden, but actually can actually be a joyful experience. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit's the best teacher, and the most amazing thing about the Holy Spirit, He's inside of you right now. He can He can teach you and mentor you all day long. <laughs> That's what's amazing. He's with you all the time. There's no other person who could teach like He can, because He's the only one who's there 24-7. Glory to God. That's something back in the Old Covenant they didn't have. They had the, the teachers of the law. And, you know, but we have it on the inside of our hearts, and we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, illuminating it. So, this, this, is, a, this is an amazing experience. So, Father, teach Your people. Teach Your people. Take us all into divine health. We give You praise, Father. We give You praise. Father, speaking of health, we thank You for the communion that we can receive the 
flesh and blood of Jesus, and that there's healing anointing in the communion. Thank you so much, Father. We consecrate the bread and the juice. It's now the, the body and the blood of Jesus. We receive it by faith as that. And we thank you that it is. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for the eternal presence of the Lord Jesus in, in the communion. Hallelujah. Something that you revealed to me in your word and also supernaturally multiple times. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Father, as we receive the body of Christ. Let divine health come into us. Let sickness and disease leave in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for transformation in our health. Thank you for transformation in our bodies of going into divine health. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. We receive the body of Jesus now. Hallelujah. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The, the Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and pushing forward to the mark, the prize, the high calling that's out in front. Praise God. So we thank God for previous mountains, but we move on to the next mountain the next assignment, the next encounter, the next experience. Glory to God, the next move of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. You're working in our lives. Thank you, O God. Let your people shift gears, a shifting of gears. Thank you, Father God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, the Holy Spirit's just really, really moving right now. And there's a presence of God that's just lingering. And if you haven't yet identified your mountain, your next faith assignment, then just, just wait in the Lord's presence, and the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you. And it, it might be something you're not even expecting because when the Lord spoke that to me just a few days ago, that, that was just totally out of the blue. That just came straight from the Lord, and it changed what I was going to do in the natural. So He's, he's, just, he's just hovering right now, moving upon your heart. Let Him show you, help you identify this thing that God wants you to go for. The next mountain, something perhaps greater than you thought, but it's time. Timing has a lot to do with things. Timing has a lot to do with things, but when you go, when the Lord says go, He's with you, and you'll always reach your destination. Praise God. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you back next time.